0: It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Jill Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Good morning, Bob, with you. Jill has the day off, and uh, while Zach Brown's out in the middle, we're up the creek without a paddle because uh, we're sitting here in the studio and helpless. Modern technology is taking us to our knees. And so we're uh, trying to get things going, but uh, it's a struggle. The milker pump is off, won't work. The auger to the feed bunks won't work. So we're struggling through her, but uh, I don't know what we'll have for you this morning. We'll have a lot of news and a lot of of listening to me, I guess. But, uh, again, we've got uh, problems with a computer, so we're struggling with that. But we'll take a look at some of the things going on. One of the things, very important, December 9th. Tomorrow is the final day you can sign up as a dairy farmer. The Dairy Margin Coverage Program, also the Supplemental DMC. Again, you've got to get that done at your Farm Service Agency office by tomorrow. And uh, if we get things back in order, we'll hear from some FSA officials about what that really means. Also, a look at some uh, farmland, what's going on across the country, and uh, foreign farmland. Who's buying it, and what is the status We'll look at the calendar, some other things going on, activities around the area are happening today. And weather, not too bad, but it's going to get uh, maybe a little whiter, maybe a little slicker out there. We'll talk about the weather and a whole lot more this morning without much help from from our computers.
1: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. I thought old Filbert's.
0: Smile looked a lot better here the last few
1: days, so <laughs> good for him.
0: Well, weather today, it's going to be partly cloudy, about 33. It's cold right now, about 6 above is all it is here. Some places colder than that. And then later on tonight into tomorrow, looks like some uh, snow. And then it warms up tomorrow to about 36. So if it continue, continues, it'll probably be rain snow mix. And then Saturday, 36, more of that rain snow mixture. Sunday, Monday, cloudy, upper 30s. Tuesday, uh, upper 30s. And again, more precipitation when we get about that temperature. It can be about anything, so just be prepared. A cold spot right now is Rice Lake at six below zero. It's six
1: above right here. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
0: It's a Thursday morning at Wax. This is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire, as we said. Technology is wonderful when it works. It's not working this morning. <laughs> and so we're we're working our way through it uh, the old way. We can't even do the old way because uh, they've seen fit to take all, all the cassette recorders and everything else out of the studio. So we can't even do it the old way. But uh, once they get uh, the thing fixed, Whatever's wrong with it, but uh, I don't know. But anyway, we'll press on and the farm show this morning. And uh, some of the things going on, the Department of Agriculture, Trade, and Consumer Protection has awarded $1 million in producer-led watershed protection grants to 43 farmer-led groups for 2023. Grants support producer-led conservation solutions by encouraging innovation and farmer participation in on-the-ground efforts to improve Wisconsin's soil health and water quality. With 14.3 million acres dedicated to agriculture here in Wisconsin, so if somebody ever asked you that question, now you know the answer. million acres is what we use to grow things in Wisconsin. Our farmers are some of the most uh, ardent supporters of protecting our land and water because they know firsthand the value of clean water and fruitful land for the success of their businesses. That's from Governor Tony Evers, who approved these grants. Now, uh, some of these watershed groups, they have kind of uh, creative names, and we don't know just exactly where they all are, but some we do recognize. The Buffalo Trempolo Farmer Network getting thirty thousand eight hundred dollars. The Central Wisconsin Farmers Co- Collaborative getting twenty thousand dollars. The Chippewa Valley Producer-Led Watershed getting ten thousand. The farmers of the Barron County Watersheds nineteen thousand seven hundred seventy-five dollars. Farmers Health, the Bear Creek Chippewa River. The Flambeau Valley Watershed Group getting $10,000. Red Cedar Conservation Farmers, $24,400. The Tainter Creek Farmer-Led Watershed Council at $24,400, and the Western Wisconsin Conservation Council getting $20,000, as we said. There are 43 of these such groups, and I'm sure there are some in here that we don't recognize because, like we said, a lot of creative names in there, but uh, again... Sharon, uh, that much money, over a million dollars, and the University of Wisconsin-Madison Soil and Forage Analysis Lab, a resource for many years for soil testing, services uh, used by farmers, gardeners, research, and others, has moved to a new home, as we told you yesterday, physically and administratively. This has been housed at the Marshfield Ag Experiment Research Station for many, many years in the College of Ag and Life Sciences, but the lab is now part of the Wisconsin State Laboratory of Hygiene and located in one of those uh, hygiene facilities down in Madison. And uh, folks down there say the Soil and Forage Analysis Lab is a great addition to the State Lab of Hygiene as we already offer a wide variety of tests related to public and environmental health, primarily focusing on water and air quality. The Soil and Forage Analysis Lab, of course, offers a suite of soil testing packages, including for farms, for lawns, gardens, turf grass, and forest soils. It also offers a wide variety of individual tests, quantifying single compounds or nutrients found in soil, forage, manure, and plants. So again, the... uh, Soil and Forage Analysis Lab that's been at the Marshfield Experiment Station is now part of the uh, hygiene lab down at the Madison campus. So, again, uh, consolidating, it seems like, so many things in the Madison area. All right, seven minutes after 5 o'clock, and we'll check that weather for you.
1: The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
0: And once again, we are looking at um, some partly cloudy conditions. 33 is going to be the high today. Then tonight it'll cool off down to, well, single digits pretty much around the area. Some folks probably going to sneak below zero again. And uh, snow moving in later on. And then tomorrow turning into a rain-snow mix as it warms up to about... 36, and uh, Saturday looks like more of the same, 36, with a little of that mixed precipitation. Sunday and Monday, just cloudy, upper 30s, and then Tuesday, chance of that rain-snow mix again, but again, the high, about 39, so again, be careful. It could get tricky in some spots. Right now, Rice Lake, one of the cold spots, minus 6, 6 below zero in Rice Lake this morning. Medford's at 6 above, Wausau 13, Marshfield, La Crosse at 14 above, Green Bay at 22, Madison Sun Prairie at 28, 35 in Milwaukee, and right now in Eau Claire, we're six above zero.
1: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And let's take a look at what we've got as far as our markets are
0: concerned, courtesy of Rural Mutual Insurance. In the cash livestock trade, choice fed beef steers 144 to 159, mixed mixed 89 to 143. Choice fed heifers 143 to 153, mixed 96 to 141. Choice fed Holstein steers 130 to 141, with a select and silage fed Holstein's 80 to $1.29. Cows 58 to 95. The bulls 60 to 95. Butcher hogs 55 to 83. The sows 45 to 49 and a half. Boars, 20 and a half and down. Shorn market lambs, 101 to 127. No quote on the unshorn. Feeder lambs, 105 to 140. In the, uh, sheep and goat trade this week, use trading, 70 to 95. Small goats, 25 to 190. Meat go, uh, medium goats, 75 to 210. Large goats, 120 to 475. Those nanny goats, 25 to 270. At the Mercantile Exchange, mixed on live cattle. December live cattle 151.92. That's up 37. February cattle 153.55 down 7. April unchanged 157.62. While June was down 12 at 154.35. Feeder cattle lower across the board. January 180.90. Down 90 cents. March also down 90 at 183.25. April down 72, 186.60. May down 50 at 189.70. And August down 57 at 199.82. Lean hogs were mixed. December up 10 at 8237. February down 27 at 8665. April up 2 at 9285. And May hogs 98.07. That was up 47 Board of Trade was higher yesterday. Reports of some dry weather down in uh, South America, especially Argentina. And, of course, the uh, traders kind of getting ready for that big uh, Friday USDA report, that uh, December report on crop production and ending stocks. So they were higher yesterday and overnight. March corn up another two cents at six forty-three. The oats up a fraction at three thirty-three. Wheat up a penny at seven fifty. The March soybeans up a nickel at fourteen eighty-two, and soybean meal up a dollar sixty a ton, four hundred fifty-eight dollars and sixty cents. Dairy markets uh, struggling yesterday. Barrel cheese was unchanged at dollar Blocks down a quarter at two ten and three quarters. Butter down a cent and a quarter at 288 and three quarters. December class three, as we were lower across the board on class threes. December down eight at 2039. January down 42 at 1962. February down 23 at 1951. March down 18 at 1973. And April down 13 at 1990. And that's the way the markets look this morning right here. On Wax 104.5. Again, 6 degrees right now. we will get about 33 today with
1: partly cloudy skies. For those who work in acres, not in hours. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
0: Once again, 6 above. We've got some farm news to look at. Weather. We've got all kinds of things going on. And markets, of course, as we move through another day. 17 minutes after 5 o'clock. And uh, yesterday we were at the uh, Kiwanis Club of Chippewa Falls annual Farm City program. Got that back online after the the COVID shutdown, but uh, the Kiwanis Club of Chippewa Falls for years has recognized agriculture at a, a special December luncheon. Uh, Steve Minin, of course, leads that effort, but the Kiwanis Club there in Chippewa Falls... Uh, Very good organization. They really support this effort. And yesterday, the 2022 Kiwanis Agricultural Friend of the Year, Les Danielson. Les, of course, with the Danielson family up there in Kadat. Les is so active in so many things. I think he's still president of the Equity Livestock Board. I know he's been on that board for a long time, plus many other organizations Les gets involved with. Also, the 2022 Kiwanis Agribusiness Friend of the Year, Gary Kremenauer and uh, Gary, the leader of Eagle Point Mutual Insurance. And uh, hopefully we'll get our computers back up and we'll uh, hear from those two guys. If we don't get it today, we'll get it tomorrow. But congratulations very well deserved to Les Danielson and Greg Kremenauer for being
1: recognized by the Chippewa Falls Kiwanis. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And some more of our news tomorrow. A very important deadline for dairy farmers. December
0: 9th is the final day dairymen can sign up for the Dairy Margin Coverage Program. For 2023, now in 2021, about 72% of U.S. dairy operators enrolled in DMC, and they shared nationwide over $1.1 billion in payments, an average about $62,000. This year, about 73% of dairy farms enrolled in the program, but of course we don't have the final numbers for 2022 yet. Also available for next year will be the supplemental DMC for small and medium-sized operators who couldn't enroll in with their increased production, you know, at that 5 million pound threshold in the regular DMC, that program paid producers an additional $43 million last year. And, of course, as always, sign-up is being handled at all county farm service agency offices. Well, Wisconsin is a major producer of fall potatoes. How's the crop look? What are we doing for storage? We'll find out about potatoes next here on Wax. It's 20 minutes after 5.
1: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Without
0: potatoes, whether you like to make lefsa or french fries or who knows what, potatoes are probably the most versatile food we have. And Wisconsin is a major grower, Bob Osel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn.
2: And Stephanie, we going to have enough potatoes to get through the holidays and beyond? I'll have that answer for you, Bob, and I should have you know that Wisconsin's potato growers were satisfied with their quality and quantity of this year's spud crop, but that confidence doesn't extend out west. The industry is actually projecting a potato shortage in the late spring and early summer i'm stephanie hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in madison and this is according to Tamás houlihan he's the executive director of the wisconsin potato and vegetable growers association tamis tells me all about the potato supply and demand outlook for 2023 we talk about some of the headwinds that growers are facing and policy that the industry is looking to get accomplished but first we reflect on how well this year's crop is doing in storage So far,
3: so good. I mean, it's a long storage season. Wisconsin is now a year-round supplier of potatoes. And so we harvest most of them in September and October. And then we're going to need to store them all the way into next summer, even into July. And so for now, we've seen no issues. We had a late blight-free growing season, which is huge. Um, And so the disease pressure was very low. Um, It was a drier year than usual with some timely rainfalls. But I guess to answer your question, uh, it looks like the crop will store extremely well this year. We've heard no meltdowns in storage to date.
2: Well, and the reason I asked is just because it was such a warm fall, but it sounds like temps cooled down by the time those got into storage.
3: Yeah, we actually had an ideal harvest season. There were a few days in early September that were very warm, and I think the growers have learned from recent years that you just can't harvest when the potatoes are pulping over 70 degrees and even when the air temperature is over 70. You really don't want to harvest those potatoes. They don't do well in storage. And so our growers waited about a week. That first week of September was really warm, and so they just waited. They were a little behind. But then from about the 7th or 8th of September until mid to late October, we had really good conditions. There were a couple of days where some of the growers shut down when it got into the high 60s. But they've learned that that there's a long enough window that they don't have to harvest when it's above 70 degrees. And so the crop uh, really enjoyed good harvest weather this year.
2: Do you feel confident in the quality of this year's crop, the quantity, and that supply that will then have to last through um, the harvest of next year?
3: Well, Wisconsin's crop was about average, and so I do feel confident that our shippers will dole them out accordingly throughout the course of the growing season or the whole year. Um, there were some shortages, however, out west, and there may be a supply shortage as we get into the spring, but that's driven by the national potato supply. I think our Wisconsin growers were very happy with the quality that they got. And again, it wasn't a bumper crop in terms of yield, but it was a solid average, about 425 weight per acre. And so our growers and shippers are very confident that they'll have the yield and quality that they expected. Um, You may see a little bit of a supply shortage as we get into May and June and even into the summer months. But again, that's driven by the, the huge supplies out west.
2: Does that mean that we'll also see prices up? Will producers see prices up for their potatoes, and will consumers see a higher price at the grocery store?
3: I think so, and I think that's more driven just from overall inflation and the cost of production increases that we've seen. Fertilizer prices are through the roof. Equipment, it's, it's hard to find, and when you do find it, it's extremely high priced. I heard there are growers who just can't even find a new tractor if they wanted to buy one, and, and that's just one of the basic you know, supplies. When you get into the specialized equipment like planters and harvesters, They're incredibly expensive, and so I do think the prices are going to be a little higher than folks are used to. Um, But it's not so much driven by a supply shortage as it is just the overall inflation and cost of production increases.
2: Let's talk potato demand, both domestically and and internationally.
3: Potato demand is really strong. And that will drive some prices up as we get into the spring and summer when there is a shortage of potatoes. That's when you'll see significant price increases based on demand. Um, Potatoes are America's favorite vegetable. I mean, people love them. And it's amazing. You know, the, the number one snack food purchased in stores are potato chips. The number one side dish at restaurants are French fries. The number one uh, item sold in the produce department are bags of potatoes. And so it's just such a popular vegetable. And, and you talk about overseas and some of the, the export. We continue to see that increasing. Um, the, the processing companies have built new factories. They're expanding. They're seeing really strong demand for French fries uh, worldwide. And so you know the potato industry is in a pretty good spot from that perspective.
2: Is there an ability to increase acres in Wisconsin to meet uh, increased demand?
3: I think so. Not a tremendous amount. Back in the late 80s, Wisconsin typically grew about 80,000 acres of potatoes, and now we're closer to sixty to 65,000 acres. So we've seen a little bit of shrinkage there, but I think that land is still there. I think growers have rotated it to the peas the beans the sweet corn and and even some soybean and field corn but i think we will see the ability to increase on potato acres certainly if the price is right and the growers see you know a good profit in doing so
2: i want to talk about some of those other specialty uh, processing crops you mentioned the the peas the beans the sweet corn even i'll throw carrots in there as well what's been the sentiment from growers on this year's crop And yet storage for some of those as well and processing.
3: Mm -hmm. Again, similar story to potatoes in that it was just a good average year. You know, it seems like every year I could talk about either tremendous insect pressure or we had a disease pressure or we had too much rain or it was too hot. This year, everything was kind of normal. It was really unusual. It's kind of funny in that respect. But we had a good average normal year. And I tried... Pulling it out of the growers when we go to meetings, you know, well, how are your yield? And they're like, it's about exactly where we expected it to be. We didn't have bumper yields. We didn't have low yields. And that's true with peas, beans, sweet corn. I think we had a really good carrot crop this year. And I also heard similar uh, sentiment about the onion crop, that the onions did very well. And so a couple of them, uh, and maybe you'll see uh, a lot more carrots and onions in the grocery store. I don't know. But, um Everything else was just a good average crop.
2: What wasn't normal this year uh, were the things that happen, you know, when it's time to deliver things off the farm, transportation logistics, other supply chain challenges. Can you walk me through what's still a problem for Wisconsin potato and vegetable growers?
3: The cost of shipping potatoes has just risen tremendously in the last few years. I've heard growers say it costs more per hundredweight to ship the potatoes to some of the markets than it does, you know, just to grow them. And so trucking and transportation is is a huge issue and kind of a problem. Supply chain, yes, it's a problem. The growers are trying to lock in their fertilizer and as I mentioned earlier, it's hard to find equipment growers are trying to find a tractor and and they're just hard to come by let alone the prices through the roof and that's Thomas
0: houlihan who's uh of course executive director of wisconsin potato and vegetable growers and and again i'll point out as we had in the news farmers receiving some of the smallest amounts of your food dollar in the last three decades about 14 cents of the dollar so when you go to the store and complain about the prices if you are complaining It's not the farmers, it's the transportation. As he said, it's transportation, it's uh, packaging, it's all kinds of things. After what these farmers have raised has gone to the marketplace. 29 minutes after 5 o'clock, Rocky's going to join us next. We're going to take a look at some of our markets.
1: Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's 5.30 in the morning.
0: Let's check our markets starting off over in Premier Livestock in the Withy area. Rocky is with us. Good morning, Rocky. You look at the thermometer in Lublin? Hey, I guess I wasn't
4: looking at the weather. I didn't know it was going to get that cold. We got
0: sick this morning. Yeah, it's about six around here, too, so it's chilly. You won't be driving with the windows down this morning when you go make your farm visits. So that's all right. Though you're used to that. Hey, tell yep. me, uh, tell me what happened so far. It's Thursday already. What's been going on at premiere?
4: Uh, Thank you, Bob. Uh, Here's how yesterday's dairy cattle auction shaped up. We had an absolute cattle show here yesterday. Uh, Quality was excellent. Uh, Very, very strong prices. Our highest prices of the year yesterday. Uh, Top Supreme Fresh Cows, 2,300 to 4,200. We had a top load of Reputation Fresh Cows, average 3,255. Like I said, that load topped at 4,200. We had 28 Jersey Holstein Cross fancy fresh cows averaged 2745 on 28 Jersey crosses uh, one of those Jersey crosses topped at four thousand dollars but we sold uh, more cows over 2500 yesterday and we haven't a long time uh, we had many loads of other top fresh cows averaging 23 to 29 uh, the better quality spring and heifers lightly tested but mostly 15 to 19 uh, we had a top spring and dry cow up to 2700 uh, those lesser quality Cows in spring and heifers, very few, but 1475 and down. Next week, Wednesday's dairy cattle auction, we got two herd dispersals. Uh, We got a very nice 60 cow Holstein and crossbred uh, parlor freestall herd, uh, averaging 75 pounds of milk, 165 cell count. They're going to sell on test. Majority of them will be first and second calves. Uh, We got many other top consignments of reputation parlor freestall cows. We got uh, herd number two. Uh, We have a tie stall herd, 50 Holsteins and Red Holsteins uh, select Sires Breeding. Uh, we'll also have some uh, fancy registered Jersey fresh heifers uh, from Spring Creek Farms. We'll have some registered brown Swiss cows. Uh, plus, we got lots, lots of other consignments that are pending for next week's sales. So, check that out at Premier Livestock and uh, Questions? Give us a call at Premier 715 229. 2,500, and that's the way it shaped up, Bob, but it was a pretty exciting day yesterday.
0: Boy, I guess it was. That's a lot of fun when that happens. Hey, you enjoy
4: it. That stuff dreams are made of for a guy
0: like me. Yeah. uh, Some of us don't need a whole lot to get us too excited, do we? But But when that that happens, it's it's fun. It's worth it. That's for sure. Thanks, Rocky. Thank you. There he goes. That's Rocky Olson over there. Premier Livestock. We'll check that
1: weather next here on WAC. Keeping it Rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's find out what our weather's all
0: about. Cold in Rice Lake, warmer down south. It's going to start spitting, I think. Mike Dandrea is over in the Skywarn 13 weather room. Morning, Mike. Good morning, Bob. How are you? Well, I'm doing well, but it does look like uh, you're going to have to pay attention if you're going to be out driving the next two, three days, huh?
5: Yeah, and we've got a bit of a balmy start, so this morning you may want to uh, layer up just a little as well as a lot of us uh, towards the north into the low single digits and some places uh, even below zero. But this morning, some places may be dealing with a little bit of patchy fog, but uh, mostly towards the south and eastern parts of the viewing area. Otherwise, it'll be mostly sunny throughout the day, and it'll be rather quiet as we get mostly into the low 30s after, again, a very chilly start. But then tonight, this is where we'll start to see a few clouds roll in, and there's still a little bit of discrepancy uh, between the exact storm track, which will really dictate how far north the snow uh, does go and Who ultimately sees what accumulations and how much ice we could see in some of our southern counties as well. Otherwise, mainly cloudy will dip to the mid-20s and then we'll have those chances for some rain and some snow showers. Again, a little bit of better chance of rain before it all transitions uh, to snow going into our southern counties. Otherwise, highs tomorrow mostly into the mid-30s. Mainly cloudy tomorrow night, upper 20s. And then Saturday morning, another round of a little bit of freezing drizzle and even some snow showers moves in. Still cloudy, highs into the mid-30s. And then Sunday, we start to dry things out, albeit briefly. uh, Or, excuse me, mostly cloudy in mid-30s again for Monday as well. And then going into Tuesday, May even have a little bit more mixed precipitation, but the story's gonna be that it'll be rather breezy as well. Highs mostly into the upper thirties, so it'll have a relative warm up. And uh Wednesday, same story. We may have a little bit of uh rain and snow showers with highs into the mid to upper thirties. But as I mentioned, it is a bit of a chilly start and well it's three degrees in Eau Claire right now, Bob. Wow, there's some guys and gals that are below zero. Yeah, Rice Lake is one. Ladysmith was at zero, it's uh it's it's cold. <laughs> Yeah, it certainly is, but it's also Wisconsin. That is true. (laughs) In about a month, we'll be saying that uh, three degrees is warm. Yeah, that's true. That's (laughs) usually the way it works. Thanks, Mike. Absolutely, Bob. Have a good one. You bet. Mike Dandry with our Weather on Wax
1: brought to you by Johnson Tractor. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. About 23 minutes before 6
0: o'clock here at Wax. Again, 3 degrees, getting up to about 33 today. Let's find out uh, what else is going on in our news this morning. Morgan McCarthy is in the newsroom. I don't know if I've ever asked you, are you real or artificial for trees?
6: I like uh, a real tree. I do, okay. but yeah. I tell you right now, we are a tabletop tree until our puppy grows out oh, of that's her mischief. Right. mentioned
0: that the other day? Yeah,
6: <laughs> yeah. She. Uh, we thought it would be this year. Last year, we said, okay, she'll be growing out of it. Well, you know, some kids take longer to mature than <laughs> others, and uh, oh,
0: that's for she sure. still
6: won't leave it alone.
0: Oh, so, well, that's uh, that's okay. You got plenty of years to put a real one. Up.
6: Yeah, we're going tabletop again this year. Uh,
0: not a bad decision. What else
6: is going on? Well, we're going to start with headlines that keep us pretty close to our area. Good. Good morning. Now here's what we're learning today. Eau Claire police say it looks like a house sitter robbed a homeowner of up to $30,000 in jewelry over the weekend. Police arrested the house sitter Melissa Borchard, her daughter, and a third person. As investigators say, a woman asked Borchard to watch her cats in home on Princeton Avenue. Borchard told police she then asked her daughter to do it. The daughter told police she then asked a friend. The homeowner came home to find jewelry, guns, purses, and Packer memorabilia stolen. All three suspects are now facing a felony count of burglary all three are out on bond in other headlines we give it to john Demaster with an update on the suspect in a september hit and run in chippewa county they're due to be sentenced is that uh, looking like next month now john
5: lawyers entered a no contest plea for 20 year old chad misca of wausau yesterday he's accused of leading chippewa county deputies on a high-speed chase in september and then crashing his car deputies were looking for misca because of a report that he was armed and suicidal Miska was facing five counts of first-degree recklessly endangering safety and three counts of hit and run. Some of those counts were dropped in exchange for the plea. I'm John DeMaster.
6: Well, the state of Wisconsin says maybe not recycling your Christmas lights. Just to touch on this quick, the DNR yesterday did put out a list of everything that you can and should not recycle this holiday season. The list is pretty similar to what we're used to all year long. So in that recycle bin, cardboard, paper, aluminum cans, some wrapping paper, but not if there's glitter or foil on it. And uh, just a heads up, if you do have a tree, maybe your dogs are better behaved than mine. The DNR says those Christmas lights should stay out of your recycling bins and that's because they can get caught in recycling machinery and cause problems at the plants trying to go through some of those and you know google you pull that up on the computer well maybe you play wordle it turns out that's the top search on google's turns
3: wordle is a popular online game that gives players six chances to guess a five-letter word each day google trends said the word beat out terms such as election results ukraine and the late actress Betty White in Total U.S. Searches. The game was first introduced in October of last year. I'm Mark Mayfield.
6: Plenty of searches for Bob also on the computer and around the building as well, though, on any given day. I see him, though. He's in the barn. We go back to it with uh, Wax 104.5. You play that game? No. You know what I like, though? I'll tell you. I like a good crossword puzzle. So do I. So I have a That's good, I, I keep my crosswords handy, and then uh, I'm not a Sunday New York Times kind of guy. No, no, no. But I'll keep the, the easier ones, and if I'm tired, I go the, the children's edition and <laughs> make myself feel pretty smart.
0: But it's unbelievable how many people play that world.
6: Yeah. Oh, I know. Plenty of my friends do. Yeah, yeah. I know. A
0: lot of folks mm-hmm. do. but well, what... How did we ever live before we had the ability to play Wordle on our device?
6: Well, I know. Well, uh, I know yeah. if you were part of my household, my mom told us to get outside and not come home until she saw the That's sun exactly go down. That's right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and she was in bed usually before we got home, so yeah. she didn't know anyway.
6: And if we didn't listen to her, she had select Wordles for uh, us. That's yeah. for sure, right?
0: <laughs> I guess so. Uh, thanks, Morgan. Anytime, Bob. Morgan McCarthy in the newsroom this morning on Wax. As We're about 19 minutes away
1: from 6 o'clock. We've got three degrees agriculture it's the wisconsin way of life wax 104.5 and the midwest farm report 17 minutes before six o'clock and more farm news and this is always
0: something that kind of comes up in conversation who owns the land bill gates and ted turner and all this other stuff but uh, I saw this, and I think it's interesting to follow. Recent farmland sales across the country this fall attracting attention because of the money the land is selling for and who's buying that land. In more and more cases, foreign interests are doing the buying. One recent summer sale of 300 acres in North Dakota brought $2.6 million for 300 acres, and it came from the Fang Group out of China. Government officials are concerned, though, since that parcel is just 12 miles from the Grand Forks Air Force Base. But the Chinese buyers say they want to build a $700 million corn milling plant on that site, a plant that will employ at least 200 people in the area, they say. Now, nationally, 37.6 million acres of U.S. farmland is now owned by foreign investors. That's about 3% of all privately owned farmland in this country. The breakdown shows Canadians own 32% of the land, Dutch owners control 13%, Italian interests own 7%, Great Britain 6%, folks from Germany 5%, and China just 1%. The most foreign-owned farmland in this country is in Texas, where foreigners own 4.7 4.7 million acres here in Wisconsin, and this kind of surprises me, this breakdown. In Wisconsin, foreign interests own about 2% of our farmland, but in states like, you know, Minnesota, Iowa, the Dakotas, which, uh, much, much more cropland, and for the most part, you know, better quality land, foreigners only own about 1% in each of those states. So, kind of interesting, and what's happening with foreign-owned farmland
1: in the U.S., it's quarter to six. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
0: And we're going to get to our markets here in just a moment. but a couple of things on the calendar. The Western Wisconsin Conservation Council having their annual meeting. That'll be today from noon to 2.30 at Emerton Sons on 140th Avenue over in the Baldwin area. They'll talk about research. And uh, then that meeting, as we said, goes till 2.30. And then the uh, members-only meeting of the Western Wisconsin Conservation Council will get underway about 2.45. Also going out on out the uh, Elk Creek area, the Elk Creek Solar Open House. And they'll talk about uh, the project that they're planning for putting a major, major solar energy project in there. And that'll be today at the Springbrook Town Hall. That'll be from 3 until 7 o'clock today, 3 o'clock this afternoon. And uh, Farmers Union getting ready for their annual convention down in Wisconsin Dells at Chula Vista. That'll be December 9th through the 11th. Let's get to markets. Let's see what happened over at the uh, Barron Sale Barn and Brittany has all the numbers.
2: For fed cattle, choice beef steers and heifers went for 120 to 143. High-yielding choice Holstein steers were 135 to 142. Choice Holstein steers ran from 127 to 134. And unfinished steers and heifers were 110 and down. Coal cows, the top 20%, sold from 68 to 80.50, topping at 82. 60% sold from 49 to 67. The bottom 20% sold from 48 and down. Coal bulls sold from 84 to 88. For calves, quality Holstein bull calves sold 80 to 105, topping at 120. Quality Holstein heifer calves sold 40 to 85. Light and poor quality beef calves sold 50 and down, and beef calves sold from 100 to 207. Our next sheep and goat and small animal sale is December 17th. If you have any questions, please call Al at 608-477-5825.
1: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And let's head south to Sparta,
0: find out what happened yesterday at the equity barn down there. And here's Hudeman to tell us all about it.
7: Fed cattle selling steady today with the Highland Choice Beef steers and Heifers 151 to 160 with a top of 161. The Choice and Select Beef steers and Heifers 140 to 150. The Dairy Cross Steers 130 to 145. The Highland Choice Holstein Steers 130 to 137. Choice and select Holstein steers 119 to 129 with the unfinished steers. Heifers and heavy steers 118 and down. Cow market steady with the high-yielding cows 68 to 78. The cutters and utilities 52 to 67 with the low-yielding and canter cows 51 and down. Bull market steady with most bulls bringing 75 to 90 with a thin, full, and bulls over a ton discounted at 74 and down. Calves today sold by the pound with a steady market with 80% of the Holstein bull calves bringing from 80 to 160. The quality Holstein heifer calves, 30 cents to a dollar. The quality beef calves, 210 to 360. With the light and poor quality calves, 10 to 60 cents per pound. Just a reminder our next sale will be Monday, December 12th, starting at 12 30 with hogs, followed by calves, fed cattle, bulls, and cows. This is Hutt Aiming to Equity Lives in Sparta with this marketing update, and we thank you for your business. For those
1: who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
0: And more markets. Let's get over to the Equity Stratford sale barn. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us. Good morning, Jerry. Well, how cool is it over there? You're part of Marathon County this morning. Well,
8: Bob, good morning to you. Uh, Well, it's uh, rather balmy compared to some people, 14 degrees above. Oh, wow,
0: that is balmy. We're only three above. Man, that is nice. Well, as long as you're so uh, warmed up, give us the market report through Thursday.
8: I'll do that, Bob. Thank you, and good morning everyone. A summary from yesterday Wednesday here at X Bradford. We'll start out with the feeder cattle sale yesterday. Lighter weight beef steers were selling mostly from a dollar forty to a dollar beef steers yesterday are uh, mostly from one fifteen to one sixty. Lighterweight beef heifers are uh, one hundred thirty to one sixty five. Every beef heifers selling in a range mostly from a dollar ten to a dollar sixty. Uh, Holstein's about all the way to the Holstein theaters yesterday. Ninety-two to a dollar twenty. Uh, now we'll get into the uh, market auction yesterday. We'll start out with the cows. Yesterday, a high-yielding fleshy Holstein cows, 68 to 79. We did top up to 84 on some beef cows, some high-yielding beef cows. Most of the cows this week so far are selling from 52 to 67 thinner cows, lighter carcass cows below the $50 money. And the fed cattle trade yesterday, a very strong market. Charge-grading Holstein steers are selling mostly from a 118 to 136. High-yielding choice and strictly prime Holsteins from 137. To an extreme top of 148 on strictly prime Holsteins. Select grading cattle under finished cattle at $1.20 and below. On the uh, bull market, high yielding bulls selling from 82 to 92, lighter bulls below 80. Calf market so far this week, uh, good quality bull calves, 75 to 150. Uh, We did see extreme top in the bull calves on Mondays, auction at 195. Your heifer calves this week, uh, 50 and below. Good quality beef calves, 150 to 300. Uh, those topped at three fifty, also on Monday's auction, and uh, we are at Thursday. Our sale does start here this morning at eleven o'clock with the market auction. Market cows today, fed cattle bulls, and we'll get to the baby calves after the lunch hour today. And just want to take a look at next week. Uh Our next uh, hay sale will be next Tuesday here in Stratford. Next feeder cattle sale, Wednesday, December 14th. And we do have our next dairy sale before Christmas here, uh, December 20th. We do have uh, a real nice consignment of first lactation Holstein cows. Uh, They're organic, uh, strictly organic cows here. So you folks are well in the conventional business or in the the organics looking for some good quality cows. Put that on your calendar for December the 20th. So, Bob, that's what we have for the folks this morning, man. Five to six already, so we better send her back to you, and you have a good
0: day. All right, Jerry, thank you. We'll take it. Jerry Fitzgerald over there at Stratford and Synergy Co op in Ridgeland bringing us our markets. Board of Trade was higher yesterday, dry weather in South America, and also traders consolidating before tomorrow's USDA report overnight corn higher two cents March sitting at 643 the oats 333 March wheat up a penny at 750 March soybeans up a nickel overnight 1482 meal up a dollar 60 a ton 458 dollars and 60 cents country elevator prices out at uh, wheat and grain the Chippewa Falls location corn today 583 a bushel soybeans 1417 now over at Connorsville Corn is 578, the beans 1407. On the DTN screen, corn at Baldwin today is 598. Beans 1404. Durand 589 and 1399. Mondovi $6 corn, 1404 on the soybeans. Elmwood, 598-1409. Fall Creek, corn is at $5.80. The beans $1384. Osseo $603 and $1409. At Elk Mound, corn's $591. The beans $1407. Sparta $576. 1385 on the beans. Ellsworth has corn at 568. Beans, 1354. Ethanol plants, corn at Boycefield, 601 at Stanley and the Richmond, 597. Barrel cheese held steady, 192. Blocks down a quarter at 210 and three quarters. Butter down a cent and a quarter, 288 and three quarters. Class three prices lower, December down 8, 2039. January down 42 at 1962. February down 23 at 1951, March down 18 at 1973, April down 13 at 1990. Three degrees right now, we'll get about 33 today, and then later on tonight...
1: Could get a little messy, so be careful. Listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi And the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.